0: Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and another episode of the Meat Gistics podcast. It is good to be back in the studio. Uh, I've been out of the office all week last week. They did a podcast without me and then failed miserably at a live stream without me.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Didn't sound like it went too well. <laughs> well, some of that was not our
0: fault. Well, <laughs> well it was somebody's fault here, it just <laughs> you wasn't about, yours. I thought it went True. great. What happened? The giveaways. Yeah, they worked great. What no. happened? didn't uh, work well at all.
2: <laughs> oh, shows how much attention
0: those. that he's paying to what's going so, on what during the live stream. We, we, oh, we they weren't a,
2: here to
0: right. accept them. Yeah, because they were entering the wrong giveaway. Oh, I didn't hear that yeah. part. Well,
1: no, they were entering the right giveaway, but both, well, the live stream giveaway was uh-huh. posted on the live stream page and the generic monthly giveaway page. Oh, so it was
0: backwards.
1: So, yeah. So we had. Gotcha. I, I mean, Every, almost everybody I was drawing was just random people that had entered the giveaway that wasn't actually watching oh, the live stream. So, so that's the, why I couldn't get hardly anybody to claim prizes. That makes
0: sense to me on why the second traffic on Slash Win was so big. Because people hadn't actually entered and they thought they did. So Maybe. they get an email and it says live stream. That's not the one I wanted. And they go back the next day because traffic the, on the second was like double what it would
1: normally be. Yeah, interesting. So...
0: Okay. Uh, all right. So we got a few things to talk about. We'll talk about where I was, what I was doing, blah, 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 blah. Somebody wanted us to talk about how I came to work at Walton's. Um, so we'll get to that too. But we've got three samples in front of us. These are seasonings that Excalibur sent to us, not ones that we currently stock. So I made some up and we will test them and see if there's one that may then become a stocked item. The first one is cherry chipotle flavored sausage. This is a fresh sausage,
1: an overcooked and wrinkled sausage. You you butchered it, John.
0: You were supposed to be watching it. <laughs> All right, it's a cherry schmery. It's got no seasoning, or sorry, no cheese. Ooh, Ooh I like good. that a lot more than I thought I was going to.
1: The flavor just kind of sits there and changes and develops and. And just kind of moves around. The aftertaste, then, it even has a different kind of
0: but taste it. But instantly, as soon as you bite into it, it's got to pop.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm it's surprised good. by that. I did not think I was going to like this one, to be honest.
1: It's not overly sweet, either. Because as much as I love like sweet things, and it can be good in sausage when it's too sweet, you just it feels like you can only eat so much of it. You want a mm-hmm. couple bites, and then you're done.
0: Even habanero mango sausage, I eventually got sick of. Because mm-hmm. it's just... <clears throat> You can only eat that for lunch so many days in a row. This.
1: That is very good. This is
0: a very good sausage. And I'm not even a big fan of like cherry flavored things. I like cherries, but I usually don't like something that's cherry flavored.
1: The cherry is not overpowering. That's mm-hmm. barely there. It's just a nice hint of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. I did a good job of just melding all those flavors together. So
0: that's delicious. Yeah. I'm,
1: I would argue that we should stock that. To be honest, I think it's all going to come down to price. Fair point. And we don't know any of that at this point.
0: Okay. Next one I was excited about because Kurt, one of our commercial salesmen and second longest tenured employee after HR, Steph, um, said that they tried this at AMP and absolutely loved it. We tried something similar to it a couple months ago or years ago at this point. I wasn't that impressed.
1: Is this the snack stick that's in the walk-in cooler? Yes i saw pieces in there and there was nothing on it and i'm like well i'm gonna eat some (laughs) So i ate some a little bit ago um i just
0: it's got a lot of onion to it
1: i don't know i have a hard time for whatever reason the flavor profile on this i don't i don't pick it up very well i it just it tastes kind of bland to me
0: yeah so your initial taste my opinion initial bite not a ton going on but as you chew it that onion comes in, the, uh, like the hops, and there's uh, barley in there. Those come in. So I really like it. Extremely mild. I would say this would be the most mild of all the snack sticks. If we carried this, this would be our mildest snack stick. I can't think of any. Maybe nacho cheese would be the only one that would be like as mild. Austin is eating the seasoning straight didn't your doctor tell you, you had to cut down on salt
1: no so blood pressure issues first doctor said you you eat way too much salt and I was like well isn't it you think it's because I'm like fat and overweight and he's like nah you're not that much overweight change doctors, new doctor. He's like, ah, salt. He's like, maybe at, maybe it's five points on your blood pressure. He's like, yeah you're fat. You need to lose weight. I'm like, thank you. So cool. I'm on board
2: with that one. Same one I, <laughs> yeah. I go
1: to. Yeah.
0: So Austin and I now have the same doctor. I went to the doctor the first time in 25 years. Um, I'd rather be told to lose weight than stop eating salt. <laughs> of course you would. So now, however, hold on. Let's point out that you've lost 10, 15 pounds in the last month, uh, two last months. two months, two months yeah. mostly from cutting down your
1: salt. No, so I I stopped taking uh, the one med that was it was kind of like a diuretic and and something okay. else. It was two. It was actually two things, and so it was like I w- I was shedding water. Um, off that, on something else, been eating normal again, and I didn't pick up a lot of water weight. Maybe like a pound or two. So I think I legitly lost weight. So you. Sp- <clears throat> It wasn't just like, it you wasn't started just started
0: taking medication and then lost 15 pounds.
1: I don't know. I just, I know that I was like around two twenty, uh-huh. and that's where I had kind of been. And I stepped on the scale one day and I was like two Oh three and I'm like, what? And I had I, been
0: telling you before you stepped on the scale though, that you had lost weight. Cause I wasn't terribly yeah, happy about it.
1: Yeah. But I, now I'm at like two Oh five, two Oh six. So I went from two Oh three to two Oh six. Um, Okay, I so I have maybe a few pounds of water weight, but still I lost fifteen, probably fifteen pounds of actual weight. Good, so good, good for you.
0: All right, uh, so you are not that impressed by that one.
1: No, I mean, so I wouldn't say it's bad, and I wouldn't naysay it on it too much. Um, it's just it's mild. If someone wants a mild snack stick, it'd be good. I just personally, I like strong, heavy flavors.
0: I've already ordered ten cases of it. So. Okay,
1: great. So no, not it, really. It's a good stick. The flavor's okay. It's just light, and I want something that's gonna it, that attacks your Pop taste buds. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I like that because it's subtle. All right. This last one is cherry, or sorry, Chipotle habanero f- flavored smoked sausage or jerky. I don't like it when they do. Jerky or smoked sausage. Do snack sticks or summer sauce or regular sauce. Oh, if it's
1: good for a sausage, yeah. it'd be fine. Snack
0: sticks. All right. So it's sugar, number one ingredient, spices, mm. including chipotle pepper, habanero pepper, salt, dehydrated uh, garlic, bell peppers, yeast, onion powder, egg yolk, solids, and then some other things.
2: It's got some heat. And it's a it's a chewing
0: episode, huh? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's definitely got some back of the tongue heat.
1: Yeah. That's not as not as strong as I thought it would be.
0: No, I'm not terribly impressed by it. Mm-mm. There are other if you want hot, like a, a hotter smoked sausage, there are other better things to go with.
1: I'd say the flavor is mild and there's just a heat that builds. Yeah. i I don't
0: pick up a chipotle really anything
1: normally with spicy i expect it to be super flavorful and spicy this one's like a mild spicy okay but yeah no i it's not bad but i'd still like out of the three of these i'm on board with the the cherry chipotle i'm
0: shocked by that because after trying the beer um and then i had a few bites of this one uh the uh, chipotle habanero i was sure that that was going to be the one we liked the best from this, but I agree with you. I like this uh, cherry chipotle better than any of the others. I could eat a lot of that, too.
1: So we'll have to see. We got a bunch of crazy new flavors. We had a couple others on at Party on the Patio um, gorgonzola a few Fridays ago. And gorgonzola, Zesty gorgonzola apricot. That was very So good. we're getting that in? I don't know. I I, still, I, oh, still, I haven't right. looked at pricing, pricing on Pricing on
0: that. I bet you that's a $30
1: a bag. Even if it is, I'd be willing to add like a couple that are like that. But I can't add like 10 things that are all super high end. Um, but that one's good enough. I mean, I don't. And
0: then the other one was yeah. bruschetta.
1: The bruschetta was something. Good. It was good. But I, as soon as I saw the name,
0: I'm like, you're never going to get bruschetta across in a sausage. Like, it's just, it's bread it's fresh mozzarella basil maybe and some tomato like it and it's just not possible to get that to come out in a sausage yeah so uh but yeah no i i like that church chipotle a lot
1: but since we're coming up on brat fest i'm kind of excited now for what we'll do next year for brat fest with some some of the new flavors that excalibur's come out with and what we've done we we have for brought like 11 different things we're going to have
0: patrick come try some of this
1: and uh we've got like the staples like blue ribbon one of the what i'd say is a new staple at least to me um jalapeno popper um that one is just absolutely killer um we got supreme pizza and let me see what else we got philly we got habanero with ghost pepper cheese uh, and then we start getting into some new ones that we didn't we haven't done um I don't know if we did Jalapeno Popper at BratFest last year. I don't know that we I don't know that we had, had it. it. Yeah. So four of those traditional staples that we've done before. Jalapeno Popper, I think, new. And then all the others are new for BratFest. We got apple, uh, Parmesan garlic, Reuben, cheeseburger cheddarwurst, hot dogs. I guess hot dogs, we repeated. We did those last year, but nonetheless. Um, and then probably that's weird. the craziest one. Excuse me, eating all the sausage and making me burp. Um, the craziest one that we have that you just made today. Yeah,
0: they didn't trust themselves to make it. It's it's too difficult of a sausage for Austin to make, so we're well, calling the big guns.
1: Everything else we've done has been like. The best way to describe it, like... Simple. ...big batch commercial production, and mm. this one is an artisan sausage.
0: It is an artisan sausage. Thank you for calling me an artisan. <laughs> I, I like that. You're
1: welcome. So it's the
0: jambalaya brought. Uh, we made 50 pounds of it today. Um, we filmed everything, so we're going to make a, a its own video on that. We did six and a half, basically, pounds of uh, fully cooked ham, and then we split the rest of it between rice, which I... Took one pound of rice. I did more because we did a big batch. But it was one pound of rice to two pounds of chicken stock. Uh, then I bought some uh, uncooked shrimp. I bought oh, that's in the. We got to pause this. I got to go roll that into the cooler.
1: Is it still in the smokehouse? Yeah.
2: Okay. Pause. What do you mean? You mean filibuster while John's gone? <laughs> I got a take got? on that cherry chipotle. Want yeah, you sure, better now. Yeah. You interrupted our podcast for it. So that cherry chipotle though, it's like uh, when you're at a barbecue and like you get a bite where like kind of everything touches a little bit. Where like a little mm-hmm. bit of the baked beans, a little bit of the potatoes, a little bit of the chip, a little bit of the hot dog. You're just like, it's good. It's a good bite. Where you're like, where'd that sweet? Oh, it got a little touch of frosting from the cake yeah. I have on there. <laughs> like that's kind of what I experienced. Good, but a little. You're like, it is overall sweet in a in an odd way, but. I don't know. It it hits my thing is like a lot of these flavors we've tried over the years that we don't bring in. It's either like one of two things. It tastes too much like a regular sausage. You're just like, oh, that's like a good original. That's a good base. But we already have things in place for that a la, like blue ribbon or something. Or it's like, who would buy that? that sounds terrible or those flavors just would never go like, and we're kind of gagging by the time we even sniff the seasoning, let alone cook it. So at least for me, one of two categories.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that description, but that description is perfect. Like every, a little bit of everything on your plate touched. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's, uh, yeah, my my explanation would be like you go to a Quick Trip as a kid, and you uh, and this one wouldn't taste good uh, compared to taking a bite off a plate. But you you get your cup and you just get a little bit of every soda. Yeah. And do a suicide
0: for what but, are we talking about?
1: So, and Patrick's explanation on the uh, uh, cherry chipotle was like you're you're eating. Uh, I don't know barbecue. You had a
2: barbecue, a, someone's house, right? You got a plate and you pile it up with like potato salad, baked beans, sausage, a little bit of this, and you're just like everything kind of touched on a bite of sausage. And you're saying
0: that for the cherry chipotle? Yeah, i
2: saying that for cherry chipotle. Saying, that's
0: got a bunch going on. Yeah, that's not does, a bad – It's not that's the, the worst really not way of
2: putting it. I meant it as like – It's
0: weird yeah. also because that would probably work for this jambalaya. So yeah, uh, like crack, I said, crack uh, six and a half pounds of fully cooked ham, ground up, uh, long grain rice cooked in chicken stock. Then we split the rest between pork – chicken thighs, and uh, seafood, which we used shrimp for.
1: If you do chicken thighs, do you do boneless or do you do bone-in? Boneless. Boneless, yeah, okay. I don't
0: want bone out all those. Now, we did have to cook it up to 165 because it had chicken in it, so. Oh.
2: See how- oh, yeah. Oklahoma. Oh,
1: you. salmonella. No, there is still- we're feeding to the public. G- look at Appendix A, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can still have a time temp table. Yeah, All but like you have to calculate the fat in for that one. That's not hard. Yeah, not it's not easy. It. It's hard, it's hard,
0: it's hard, it's hard. I mean, that's that's a really good sausage.
1: I yeah. now regret not having you made like 100 pounds, oh, so yeah. we had extra of this. That is amazing. That,
0: that is, is really, good. really good. Oh, then it's heat on the back end a little bit. A little,
1: just like a black pepper oh. heat or oh, my something. Gosh.
0: Mm-hmm. That is excellent.
1: That flavor is just, oh my goodness. Can you can we is that my
2: favorite sausage?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna, it's gonna so I would say this is going to turn out to be a thing like habanero mango, where you you were you were so in on habanero mango for such a long time. And now you ate so much of it that you're like, yeah, I want other stuff. It's still good. This one, I think you if if you go in on it, you'll yeah, it'll be your number one for a while and then you're gonna get burnt out. But that's why we have like 35 different blo- brat flavors yeah. to try.
0: That is absolutely delicious.
1: Yeah. Wow. So Everything comes through in that. If if I were you and you're coming to Bratfest, Fest, I would find the sample line for the Jambalaya and make sure you're in that the one John first. John Jambalaya. That's what I, I heard. As <laughs>
2: he said it, his eyes lit up. He goes, oh, my God. That's, what I'm calling you.
0: that's my name. That's my name. So, yeah, uh, get here early to make sure because we only made 50 pounds of that one.
1: So, Fest starts next Saturday, August 19th at 11 a.m. here at Walton's, 3639 North Cometera Street. Um, $15 to get in. That $15, 100% of it um, is donated straight to uh, the Kansas Special Olympics program and the Air Capital Flyers team. So, Every bit of money that, that we raise off of it goes straight to them. We don't cover any of our costs. We we pay for all the costs associated with it. And then every dollar that you guys bring um, goes straight to the Air capital flyers. So it's a big fundraiser for them.
0: And uh, Austin, myself, Brett, a bunch of other people will be in the dunk tank. And if you get all three of your shots with the dunk tank, you'll get your choice between a hat and a, a shirt. Shirts this year are like an orange color. Uh, they're real nice material, mm-hmm. very Very comfortable to wear. Um, And then the hats are like the trucker style, more flat brimmed. You can whatever if you want, but kind of like that foam. um, Very loud, very cool for like an event. It's right there, actually. I could just point to that. Yeah. Yeah, So that would work.
1: (laughs) So we're still waiting for an official dunk tank schedule, but um, I'm pretty sure JJ from KFDI is supposed to be here. To I think that's who it is supposed to be here. He's going to be on it. Um, I think we had another public figure of sorts, oh. and then yeah, you, me, Brett, um, Kurt, probably. Uh, Can I make we'll another see.
2: person throwing? Can I be that guy? Can I Throw? microphone? Oh sweet, he said yes.
1: Um, Which
2: by A B is not doing it, is he?
1: I don't know. He So he put a post out there that was that basically asking all his followers, should I? Oh, yeah. And so I don't know. I would assume that people were going to vote yes on that. Right. But we'll see. We'll have to talk with Josh and see what he decided to do. Seems like a super nice guy. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, well, I guess people would probably consider you a nice guy, too. And, <laughs> and,
1: I'm, and I'm really not. They're I mean, going to sink yeah. you. <laughs> so there's going to be at least, well, there's going to be three different lines, but also a fourth option. You got a $5 line, $20 line, and a $50 line. $50 line, you're going to be able to like, it'll be like two feet between you and you're going to be able to hit it with the ball, no problem. $20, you'll be a bit away, but you know, it's doable. $5, you're going to be back there. You're going to have to have some good aim to hit it. Um, Or there's going to be the $100 option, which just allows you to walk up there and just dunk whoever. Um, We did not plan on that last year, um, but then I don't remember who was the first person to do it, but I was like... Uh, whatever I'm dunking you I walked up and just hit it on you and you were like you had to do $100 I'm like okay I'll, I'll your mom did that to me too Ma- yeah my mom no. did it so <laughs> there was multiple of us that ended up uh, getting suckered into that so, so.
0: Uh, okay uh, anything else BratFest was
1: nope okay. uh, if you need any more information just go to waltons.com slash BratFest hope to see you guys next Saturday
0: uh, if you buy the $100, you'll get a hat or whatever right away.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe it's $50, too. That's we'll guaranteed.
0: Okay. couple of new products want to talk about real quick. First, the Walton's Barbecue Mister is in stock finally. So this has a great amount of pressure you can build up. Basically, with like, I think we did 25 pumps or something. You can just let it go, and it'll go for most of the tank. Um, it is good for misting ribs pork butts anything like that but also may have a a commercial slash large processing area application in that you can fill this up with sanitizer and just spray down everything it's got a little lock on the thumb so once you get the pressure built up in there you press that down and it'll just continue to spray so very handy Um, i think we're going to sell them for like 16.99 there's two liters that'll hold in here so And then adjustable nozzles so you can go from a stream to more of a spray very cool do you want to talk about the other item
1: oh yes i'm so excited show it so because that's i wish we had like some music to play um but this was originally an idea from process head i believe yep um so process Head, you if you're listening uh you'll you'll get one of these we will send one to you for free for giving us this idea but it is a thermometer it is a thermometer that I, in my research, I could not find one anywhere, could not find one like this. And we talked with our manufacturer and they're like, Ooh, we don't know. That's going to be expensive to do. (laughs) And we're like, well, okay, tell us what it is. And we're like, no, that's fine. Let's do it. So, Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see if not, I'll describe this to you. This is a 12 inch long probe, not overall thermometer length. The overall length is like 16 inches It's a 12 inch probe. So the idea behind this is that you can be taking temps on your grill or barbecue and be totally away from the fire source.
0: Also, if you want to temp uh, specific areas of your brine, if you think it might be colder in one area, put it down in there, no Mm -hmm. problem. Um, Obviously, with the old one, we would say get to the center of your ham, whatever. There is no cut of meat that this (laughs) will not reach the center of. In fact, most of it, it'll go right through it
1: yeah you could uh do you, you want to know
0: the temperature on the other side of your meat? We have the thermometer for you
1: yeah you've got you've got three hams together you want to tempt them all go, go for, for it. it,
0: and we tested it against our current one, and it might be like a a half a second slower because it's gotta transmit all the way up there, but yeah it, within three three and a half seconds it is at the temperature
1: yeah so. that was the biggest concern was can we make it reliably transmit and fast, like from the tip all the way up there. But the the guts of this thing is basically identical to our original Walton's thermometer. Yeah. So if you have one of our other Walton's thermometers, um, this is the same. It's just longer. So um, the speed, I was actually surprised. I, when I tested it a couple times, it was, yeah, right, just about three seconds. I was like, that's great. You can get thermometers that'll do it in like a second, but you're going to pay hundred bucks for them they're very expensive. this one i don't hold me to it but i think it's probably going to retail at 19.99 so not a bad deal
0: no then i mean it just looks a little ridiculous like yeah. when i saw it at first flip showed it to me and i just started laughing immediately because it is an insanely long probe yeah but my initial thought was oh you can get it you know how deep can you get it into whatever meat but no, not having to stick your hand into the smoker is actually a pretty pretty handy idea.
1: To me, like, I care less about my hand than I do my eyes. My eyes, like, I open up my grill lid, and I'm trying to get a thermometer in there, and, like, all of a sudden the smoke starts rolling, and then my eyes burn. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this keeps me from getting that eye burn. I can stand back and, like, see it, and I'm not hovering over the grill with my eyes right in the middle of the smoke coming out of it. Okay. So, yeah. All right, so we've got those.
0: I was out of the office last week. I was on a um, trip with Ron Shara Productions. They're who we advertise on television with. Um, they go every year to this retreat up on Lake of the Woods at uh, it's this Totem Lodge. The specific one we went to was Wiley Point. So they've asked us to come for a few years. Austin and I said yes last year, and then we found out that you needed a vaccine to get into Canada. So we. We backed out, as did a bunch of them. That dropped this year, and Austin and I were all gung ho. We were going to go, um, so we told them yes. Something happened with Austin; couldn't go, um, and so they were kind of trying to figure out what they wanted to do with that extra spot. And Luki doesn't come to it; like has been invited in the past. I'm like, no, I won't. Like, I have two spots. So like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm taking Mark. Like, that's who I want to bring. Sweet. So he and I roomed together. Uh, Mark Lukies, our, our salesman up there, and he and I get along famously. Um, food was amazing. Like, I had no idea what to expect. It's a fishing camp in some remote area of, like, we had to take a boat ride 45 minutes from the dock to get to the place we were staying it's on, what? yeah, it's on an, it's like a peninsula, but it's really an island. There are no roads that get to where we stayed. Everything is by boat. Oh, So I didn't know, like, you know, I figured it wasn't going to be dirt floor. That was like basically my, as long as it's not dirt floor, even if it was, I wouldn't have cared. Um, but no, it was just like really nice. The food was top level. They even cooked a steak that I liked. Now... They put like a lobster cream sauce over top of it. I felt like that was not necess- mm. necessary. But like the first night we were there, they had, uh, you know, like a buffet. I walk up and I'm seeing the buffet. I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is the type of stuff we're eating. No, 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 no. That buffet was like scallops and whatever. And you brought it to them and they made your pasta, like pasta, seafood pasta right there. And whatever sauce you wanted. Um, the next night, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but that was incredible. Like it was just. Good meal, good meal, good meal. And then we did shore lunches with some of the walleye that we caught. So shore lunches, all the boats pull into an island or wherever on the shore. And basically, generally, you just deep fry some of your walleye, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you would do it. First thing we get when we get off our boat is a small plastic, so not all that, but glass of champagne. Hmm. And then they had... Wait, did they made the shore lunch for you? Oh, they did... We cleaned them and I say we very loosely there because I didn't clean any, but <laughs> we cleaned them and then they breaded them. They deep fried, like they brought out a bunch of stuff to this island, like drinks. Uh, they had a charcuterie board with prosciutto, salami, like it oh was not, goodness. it was, it was very bougie, uh, but it was an amazing time. So first day um, we fish with uh, the one guide who is there and his name's Harry. He's been did, there.
1: Did you take a fishing pole? Okay.
0: Yeah. So fish there, fish with his guide, Harry, um, he's the only guide from there. Everyone else brought boats and but we had one group too many for that. So, um, and by the end I wasn't even catching fish. He and I were just fixing all of Canada and America's problems <laughs> and great guy. The next day I said that story to who was fishing with him that day and they laughed and they said, that's exactly what he said about you. <laughs> it's like, yes, I found a kindred spirit. Um, so then the, the second day, you know, it's walleye fishing. Walleye fishing is not my thing because it's just lift the pole, drop the pole, lift the pole. And I get bored. And I'm sure I miss tons of strikes because they're just like talking or doing something else as I'm doing this. So the next day, we're going to go to this different part of the lake. And in this part of the lake, nothing's mapped out because it's owned by the tribes. So they won't allow like anyone to map out what's underneath. Um, we pull up to this rock island. And I catch five, three smallmouth bass in five casts. And as I'm doing that, like I see this storm coming in. Like, I see this front coming in. And I just figure we're going to tough it out, whatever. But no, lightning strikes start. So our guide's like, no, nah, we got to go to land. So we all put our rain gear, rain gear on and go to land. And it is pouring. I mean, absolutely coming down. And I'm laughing my butt off because I like when groups of people with of which I'm one of are in a miserable situation. <laughs> Cause to me, that's, that's the fun that you're going to like remember in oh, the future. Yeah, yeah. Like I caught some nice fish, but when I think of this trip, I'll think of a couple of things, but one of the things, one of the first things I think about will be that specific time. Um, so anyways, go back out and the wind kicks up. So we're like, all right, we're going to get off this and go back to the main lake and we're going to go musky fishing the rest of the day, which is what I wanted to do. Travis, Frank, and I were up at, you know, we were on the water by before six every morning trying to catch a musky. Um, so we did that the rest of the day. It was me, Mark Lukey, uh, this guy Whitey, who is the director of player personnel for the Minnesota wild, their hockey team, super interesting, like very amusing person. Anyways, I don't think i've laughed that hard you even said my voice when <laughs> i came back i mean i was laughing literally non-stop that entire day we never caught another mu- we never caught a muskie uh we caught one fish after that because we were only going for muskies like we just happened to catch something else i would still put it in my top five fishing days of all time that's crazy like, this is just so much fun i was laughing so hard we were throwing you know and you get every once in a while we'd get a muskie to come and follow but couldn't make them bite anyways um, so then the next day I got to fish with Ron Scherer, like actual Ron Scherer. And I was the morning I wasn't feeling so good. I think I caught maybe like a little bit of a flu that was only lasted a couple hours. But um, so I once I started feeling better, I just wanted to draw as many stories out of him as I could. So I was asking him all these questions and I knew we were in for a good story when we'd be flying somewhere and he would just shut off the boat <laughs> <laughs> and then like do a little quarter turn to me and Mark and tell it like just awesome stories. Cause Travis brought it up. He said, uh, he, Ron Cher is the most famous outdoorsman in all of Minnesota. Like everybody knows his voice knows who yeah. he is. So I thought that was really cool. So that's it. Last day. Leave the dock at 7am pull into my house at 2am. So, 19 hours on the road to get back here. Yeah,
1: that's a fun trip.
0: And then stupidly, I tried to come into work for a couple hours, but I just gave up.
1: Yeah. So Tex was commenting. He was like, he's like, did, did John said he was going to be be in for like half a day still? And I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> a funny joke. He was here for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't make it. I, I think it was probably two and a half. If we're, I, yeah. I I do believe I told you too. I was like, it's up to you. You do what you want, but you I'd did. get some rest.
0: Yep. But, that was the right call. Because I couldn't even get anything done. People were just coming in and bothering me
1: Mm-hmm. it's almost yeah to an extent it's almost kind of good to do that because then you get everybody like everybody does come and like oh i need this i need this uh-huh. and then you're like okay goodbye
0: right so then i don't have to deal with that monday yeah and then i came in on sunday and got distracted by something else so anyways all right uh somebody asked yesterday on meatistics uh about how i ended up with waltons so we'll just tell this story real quick uh We moved down to Kansas from Rochester, New York. Uh, My wife and I, neither one of us liked our jobs. We're just kind of done with New York all around. She came, she's a chemical engineer. So she came home. uh, She'd been working with a headhunter and she asked me, what do you think about Wichita? My response was, I don't think about Wichita. I've never thought about (laughs) Wichita, Uh, but I'd lived in, you know, outside of Dallas a little bit. So not the exact same, but like somewhat similar. And I knew I'd be happy. So she came down for a visit, um, came back, and she's like, yeah, I think I can do it. So I was like, all right, let's 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 go. Sold the house, packed up, moved up down here, uh, just got an apartment, and I just started looking for jobs I started applying for jobs. Um, I had uh, an interview for a company that was making pizza ovens and this. So both things that were kind of food, like around food, and I, I would have been interested in either one of them. Uh, but I do remember leaving my interview with, uh, two people who are no longer here. Um, and, uh, like two people. Yeah, it was Ashley and Andy. Oh, they both okay. interviewed me. Um, and Andy always made comments after that. Cause I, I arrived at the interview in a suit because that's how I've been raised. You go to an interview, you wear a suit, but I guess that's not really true anymore. Anyways. Um, but I remember calling my wife and being like, yeah, Because we didn't discuss pay or anything like that. uh, But I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Like, I got such a good feeling from this place. and like, I want to work here. I'm like, I don't care really what the offer is. I just want my foot in the door. So then I worked customer service for like two and a half years. Something like that, which I loved. I mean, I did. I formed great relationships with a lot of commercial customers. I kind of became the guy that the other customer service agents would give the phone to uh, when somebody had a meat processing question. I liked being able to, like, I had the ability. If a customer called in with a product question, I could say, hold on and walk back to the warehouse and look at the product. So, like, I knew we were looking at the same thing. So, whatever, really like that. But I wanted more different challenges. And uh, Dylan did not, or I I did not want to do traveling. And at that time, the salesman traveled a lot more than they do now. Mm -hmm. So, Austin walked in or called me into the office one day and we were friendly, but we, you know, we didn't do a lot together. I think we'd gone running a time or two, um, maybe gone out to a bar or something and offered me the the chance to help making YouTube videos. And I've said it before. I, I thought he was crazy. I never thought this would turn into a like a a full time gig. Uh, but here we are. Seven years later, six, seven years later, yeah, something like seven. that. Yeah, it's crazy. And. We now have a full media department with a bunch of people.
1: So. Were you doing stuff with me before or after
0: we started Uh No, mm-hmm. you started Megistics before I did. Before you did? Okay. Before or before you hired me into this role.
1: Okay. So, yeah, because Megistics I think I started Megistics in kind of 2016, kind of 2017, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, so it, I, I think you right started after right after that. That
0: was another thing. Um, When I took the job, I was doing, you know, videos, but also responding to every post that was on me, There was not a post that came through. And Austin also told me, he's like, there'll be a point where you're not able to do that anymore. Like, where you won't be able to respond to every post. I was like, oh, you're crazy. Like, there's no way. And then a few other things. And I try not to question Austin anymore. Like, when he looks down the road and says, this is what it's going to be. I'm like, okay. Respect my authority. (laughs) It's not... (laughs) It's respect. It's not the authority that I respect though. It's the, it's the ability to have that foresight because foresight is not one of my strong suits. I'm okay at dealing with like what's right around me. But as soon as we get past a little bit, my brain's like, nah, there's too many variables. You'll never figure out what it is. So I just kind of go with it. Okay, we'll deal with it when it comes up.
1: Yeah. you you're, you're a lot better than I am about dealing with like, what's here, what's now. Like, Making the jambalaya today. What's the what's the project at hand? I'm not as good at that. I'm much better at like, what are what are we doing two months from now? What are we doing two years from now? So it works we work out we work out well together.
0: Yesterday Austin and I were talking about just some kind of in the weeds stuff. We're talking about um by the time we get to busy season, anything he's working on is not going to affect that busy season. Because it's always something that's aimed at making us better six months down the road. Where a lot of the times what I'm trying to work on is aimed at making us better either right now or in like three weeks. But that's usually about the extent of what my ability to look out is.
1: Some of it's further. I mean, there's there's a lot of marketing and media. stuff sure. that, that yeah, goes yeah. further. But a lot of it is more here and now type stuff. Yeah, yeah. immediate.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't think we have anything else other than Meat Matters. Do you have anything else you want to talk about?
1: Should I talk about the, the thing there? Now oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. For sure. So uh, for BratFest, uh, we have made most of the sausage so far. We have three hundred, about 300 pounds left that we need to make. Um, I neglected to buy meat for it until today.
0: I thought you kind of, not
1: necessarily neglected. You kind of planned
0: that.
2: Mm. okay
1: happy accident oh. I, instead of buying all the meat at one time i've bought the meat in like three different times okay and part of it is because we used to be able to buy in bulk from a certain company and now we can't right and it's well we can but they want us to buy it's insane an insane amount that to be honest we bought enough for broth that we could have done it but at the same time i just wasn't gonna mess with it so right. I'm buying meat from other sources. So I go to a big meat retailer today. Um, it wasn't one of our small processors. Um, and I bought all of the eighty twenty beef that they had. Um, they had uh, they only had four cases left, 291 pounds. And they were like, I told him at first, I was like, I want like around 300 pounds. And their first guy was like, oh yeah, we can probably do that. He goes in the back, another guy comes out and he's like, yeah, I don't know if we can do that. He's like, he's like, what do you want? I'm like 80-20, uh, ground chuck, and I want around 300 pounds. He's like, okay, we'll see what we can do. Um, he comes back and is like, eh, yeah, I think we can yeah, we can do it. And I'm like, okay, do you got a cart? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, at, at The other times I bought meat, they've had carts. Right. And so this time I had to go hunt down a flatbed cart, yeah. which was impossible. It was busy today. Finally find a cart. Come back. There's two people waiting for me. A third lady that I'm assuming is the actual meat manager, the right. whole manager of the whole department. And she's like, yeah, I haven't had anybody buy a case of eighty twenty in like three to five years. I'm like, wow. She's like, so we can't sell you a case of it. And I'm like but I want 300 pounds. She's like, well, we can, we can price them individually. Is that price fine? And I'm like, I don't care. Right. I'm like, yeah. you can charge me whatever you want. <laughs> I want 300 pounds today. And so it was kind of annoying. They had to individually sticker, uh, every tube. Oh. And then I had to check out with every tube and to sidetrack. I did not scan them properly at checkout. Cause I was going to do their checkout and, uh, um, it was like six people deep, but self checkout was open. So I'm like, fine, I'll go through self checkout. And it must, I must have double scanned one because when I got to the door and they they scan, you, they check what you have. The first one they scan, not on the order. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I swear I did. I I was like, I counted. There's 36 items here on the receipt. There's 36 items there. They varied by like 10 cents a piece. Right. And the lady was like. There's too much to check. Just have a good day. (laughs) I'm like, thank you. So going back to the meat manager, um, bought all the 80-20 ground meat that they had. um, Couldn't buy it in a case. Had to buy the individuals. And then she was like, and this is the last of the 80-20 that we're going to have. On Saturday, corporate is changing and not letting them buy 80-20 by the case anymore. Corporate's pushing 90-10. And so that is like mandated from corporate. That's like so You ridiculous. will do 90-10. And I I laughed and I'm like, you're going to have some serious blowback on that. And she's like, I know. She was not looking forward to it. Um, so FYI, yeah. if you're going to a certain uh, big box retailer that's a warehouse club, there's only two of them. Right. Uh, take your pick. We've bought meat from both for Brotfest. Uh We've bought meat all over the place from Brot, for Bratfest, But um, uh, not going to have 80-20 meat. Uh, starting saturday is
0: that just in the tubes or is that in everything
1: well i assume that they're just taking the tubes and they're converting it it's probably true that's what they uh, most of what they do there in their their meat room is a conversion it's not like they're making any product they're just like taking a bulk thing and putting it into a smaller package so i don't know for sure but that's my assumption
0: that's insane so what do you think the thought process from corporate is
1: I think my guess would be it's a, it's a push to uh, kick fat out of people's diet. Um, that's yep. my guess. That's a terrible idea. Going to low, low fat and higher protein.
0: You know when low fat stuff started? It was like in the 60s and 70s. And if you go back and look at the average like, body composition of an American from the 60s and brought them today, people would be like, oh my God, what do you do? And That's just somebody who ate regularly. Cause there were weren't all these low fat options that were loaded with sugar. There wasn't everything was an ultra processed.
1: Yeah. It's sad, Austin. It makes it me is. sad. It's very disappointing because uh, in my opinion, there's there's not a lot of things you can or should make out of ninety ten. Like even like I don't know. Jerky. Even burnt- make
0: restructure jerky yeah that'll work
1: but even if even if i'm doing like burgers or something or taco meat or some of the like generic stuff like that Both i, of those I want them. like eighty five fifteen. Yeah. i don't want 90 10. No. 90 10 is like i am seriously trying to just eat protein only right. and that's and for whatever reason i don't want fat in something um but that's not everything. No. The go-to is to me 80-20, occasionally 85-15. And in the extreme scenario, 90-10. Maybe a 93-7 if that's all they've got. But um.
0: Our Doctor, I like being able to say that. <laughs> the the Walton family doctor, which I go to, um, is a big proponent of eating fat here, because he and I were talking about these like uh Everybody thinks it's fat. And I was like, no, it's not. I bring this up all the time.
1: We might have to see if he would do a podcast with us sometime because he he raises cattle.
0: Did I tell you? um, Yeah, I I think I did tell you this. So he sent me like a follow-up text about just a couple of things. And I responded saying it was really nice to meet you today. I can't believe that I actually enjoyed talking to a doctor. It's not a sentence I thought I'd ever type. respond he's like that would be great google review would you mind putting that on there i was like heck yeah i'll go do that right now it's awesome so yeah
1: uh, hopefully he would
0: all right uh we now have only 13 minutes left for meat matters um
1: you said this was going to be a short episode I, i said if
0: if we didn't get i don't know why i thought it might be short all right let's jump to uh the first story it is from ksn it's in wichita kansas and uh, this summer's wheat harvest is finally coming to a close in Kansas after weeks of delays. And it's the smallest crop for the state since 1966. Farmers were up against weather-related challenges this year. What need, Wheat needs a lot of moisture when it's planted in the fall and actively growing in the spring. However, in the summer, it needs to be dry for the harvesting. Now, I mean, that's not good news. 1966. No. That's absolutely insane. Now, I know we brought it up a long, not a long time ago, but in like 2020, I was big at least in like, there's going to be food shortages by emergency food. I hope everybody kept on to theirs is all I'll say about that. But it says many acres of wheat in Kansas were just abandoned this year before we even got to May 1st. That's from Aaron Harry's Kansas Wheat Commission, Vice President of Research and Operation. I'm assuming farmers can claim that on crop insurance.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, that's. I mean, that's why they what abandon it because they are they are submitting an insurance claim okay. against it, um, which I believe is actually government insurance. I don't, I don't know think, how that works. I don't. I might be wrong. I don't think it's private. I think it's all government funded. Might be wrong, but good news of all this is that earlier in the year, I was seeing reports that, uh, excuse me, abandoned crops on wheat could reach like 25% or more. So the fact that it's only 15, kind of good, but in a normal year, it's only five. Mm. So, so
0: I got, this got me to thinking like our right, bread could get more expensive. Like what else is going to happen? So I started doing like some research in it. I found articles from 2022, 2021, 2020, 2018, like 15 that were all saying like, the end of the world is coming. The wheat harvest was terrible. I, now I don't know what's. I don't know if this is a big deal or not. I'm wondering if it's just not even going to be a blip in the radar.
1: Is it? I don't know. It, is the wheat harvest bad here? But it's better other places. In other places, and it, it makes up for it. Um, although that, like when the whole Ukraine conflict mm-hmm. started. Um it's the like, breadbasket of Europe. Yeah, that we're all was all gonna starve. That was all I heard about. So mm-hmm. is that and I've also heard some news stories that like Russia was like letting stuff go through, and then they're like, nope, not doing it anymore. So I wonder if that's gonna have any play. I don't know. But um then along with wheat, I didn't actually do any other research <laughs> until like two minutes ago yep. uh on corn. Um but A lot of the corn that I had been looking at has not looked good this year. Western Kansas has looked sad. Um, Some of the stuff in the center of the state and a little east has looked decent. but Some of it has looked just horrid. Um, So I just looked up like corn corn crop projections and USDA is actually projecting that – it will be 10 percent above what was a year ago and if that's realized that'll be the second highest on record so corn looks okay which is weird because you'd think that corn is harder to grow than wheat but maybe that's just just a perception i have and i'm wrong about that
0: yeah i think it's the conditions for wheat have to be more like specific like corn if it rains and it's on or you get sunshine probably going to be good as long as there's not like hail knocking the, the flat with wheat, you need lots of early uh rain, but then you need it to be really dry. Yeah. Did you you never watched um Clarkson's farm? It's on Amazon Prime. It's Jeremy Clarkson. He's a guy who's famous in Britain for top gear. Very, very mm. funny guy.
1: Yeah. I know who it is, but I've okay. never seen the show. So
0: his farm series is fascinating. It really gives you kind of an interesting look behind like what farmers all go through. So,
1: anyways, cool.
0: What about soybeans? Did you look that up too?
1: Oh. Like you said, uh, yeah, I didn't look at anything about soybeans, but soybean crops all around uh, the Wichita area here. They look great. Yeah.
0: That's interesting though. Cause I even said to you that a lot of the corn up in Minnesota when I was driving looked terrible, like very, very small and like scraggly. It's interesting.
1: Is it, I don't know. Is it designed to be shorter up there? Could be.
0: Is that Could some be. of it maybe? Just a different thing. All right. Uh, Tyson closes four more, processing facilities. So we have two stories on this back to back. I'm assuming it doesn't matter which one we, no. we discuss. Okay. Uh, so from Springdale, Arkansas, Tyson Food Inc. Announced, uh, announced in its third quarter earnings release on August 7th that it would close four additional U.S. poultry plants. The company said it would close chicken facilities in North Little Rock, Arkansas, Corridon, Indiana, Dexter, Missouri, and Knoll, Missouri. In a statement, Donnie King, president and chief executive of Tyson, said the difficult decision demonstrates the company's commitment to bold action and operational excellence as the company drives performance, including lower costs and improving capacity utilization. So these, I guess, are just extraneous plants that they felt like they could take on that volume at other places. And that's what I'm what I'm getting from that. Uh, Tyson said workers at the plant would see no change in benefits and would be paid for any earned but unused vacation. So just generally what you do when you close We gave Tyson some credit last month for helping out in Vermont, but they don't deserve credit for that. That's just what you do. Uh, Additionally, the company said it would pay a retention bonus of $1,000 to any hourly employee who stays on through the plant closing date. Again, because I imagine... The vast majority of them are like all right well
1: buy. yeah they're gonna find a new job as mm-hmm. quick as they can thousand dollars does not go that far yeah but on the other hand if i had that dangling in front of me i'd do what i can to stick it out thousand bucks still thousand bucks but it's
0: not it's 400 bucks you're gonna get taxed at 60 percent on that it's a bonus
1: well it doesn't matter at the end of the day Yes, the government's going to withhold a good chunk of it, but Steel. when you when your yeah when your taxes are done, it does, technically does not get taxed at a higher percentage. They withhold more; you don't actually get taxed at a higher percentage. So, I don't like the withholding rules. But potato it is what potato. It is. Um, all
0: right, moving on. Next story. Try and buzz through a, a few of these. Uh, down hundred and forty percent or one hundred forty-six percent. Sorry. Beef packer margins have hit their lowest point in five years. Last week, processors lost an average of about $102 per head compared to about $82 a head the week before. Wholesale beef prices were down about a dollar. Feedlot margins, on the other hand, have skyrocketed. That is according to the Daily Livestock Report and Sterling Beef Profit Tracker. This is gloom and doom, a couple of stories here in a row,
1: You didn't listen to last week's podcast, did you?
0: I did not. Ah, yeah. Did you guys talk about this? Oh, yeah. I think. Oh,
1: well, no. So these numbers, like they update every week, so they're not the same, but they're similar to what we were talking about last week, which I have some additional information on too.
0: Okay. Um, just real quick on this, like it feels like somebody has to be getting the shaft all the time in the ranchers packers and retailers like somebody's always getting the can they not just work together
1: they do so this is why last week i was like there has to be more to this story that i'm not getting because it wouldn't make sense for processors to continue to process if they're losing a hundred dollars per head right um so um in theory what is happening there is this is all like contract work these are these are um packers working with um ranchers and saying hey we're going to buy this we will process this at this time and at this price and so it's all um speculative from the past as to what is now and so when they first, whenever that, whatever they're processing now, when it was first contracted, they looked at and they're like, this will be great. And then by it gets to the, when it gets to this time, the numbers don't all line up. So sometimes they make a ton of money. Other times they don't make money or they lose money. When you look at the whole gamut of things, they're just fine. So I can't use any actual names and sure. explain anything yep. here, but I don't know if you were part I of this do. conversation. I okay. Yeah know somebody that got to see a pL statement from a certain large packer and what what they were making um, and the numbers are insane it's nuts what people were making before some of this started now they're not making as much but they were making record record profits Um, in the very recent past. And so it all evens itself out, but it's all because of it. Most of it is like contract based. So sometimes they kill it and they make a a huge margin and other times they don't, but in a perfect world, it evens out and they meet somewhere in the middle.
0: We don't have time to get into it it because it's a commodity.
1: Yeah. So it's like a, okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, All right. How many pounds of meat to expect from a beef animal? I bring this up because I was laughing at the headline as a beef animal, but the source of it is drovers. So I assume that a beef animal is actually just a term in the industry that I'm unfamiliar with. So I'm the idiot, not them. Um, So hot carcass weight is the weight of an animal after it's been slaughtered, gutted, and is hanging. What you do is you take the hot carcass weight, and then you divide that by the live weight of the animal. And then you multiply that by a uh, hundred. Another way to do it would just say you get about 63% of the carcass weight. So once it's hanging about 63% of that is coming home with you. The rest is bone, uh, connective tissue and other inedible things. So, okay. A uh, woman under investigation after poisonous mushrooms and a meal, killed her three former in laws. I found that pretty pretty funny. This is down in Australia.
1: Three uh, former in laws? Yeah. Are they former because they were? Killed they're dead. Former because she was. Oh no! It was already or her no ex husband and, and their
0: his. Yeah, it was. This, so they're already former in laws. This sounds she. Mysterious. Sat down to eat the same meal with them. She had no ill effects of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> that sounds
0: sketchy. I think she killed them. Uh, it's a good rem- uh, reminder, though. If you don't know what you're doing, do not pick wild mushrooms and eat them. Like They are, can be super deadly. Uh, public health alert for raw beef sold at Aldi's. Story has been making the rounds a ton recently. We're not going to touch on it much other than to say there was no official recall on it because none of the product was left on the shelves for sale so it's just like an alert and it's a it's a clear plastic that foreign material that was in there with them so you might not even see
1: it There's lots of people eating sense. plastic they still have to issue a recall they that's they said
0: there was no um while a recall was never issued since the product is no longer available to be purchased at all these stores fsis said that the alert was issued to make sure the public was aware of the potentially contaminated product not to consume it so after it's already off the shelves, they do not call a, or do not do a recall for it.
1: That makes no sense. That's what I thought I don't, too.
0: I don't understand. No. That. All right, Steakhouse brags about a sixty nine dollar vegan steak. Um, that first of all, it's not; it, it won't be delicious, and it's not steak. Second of all, though, sixty nine dollars. This is at the Steakhouse. The cost of it that's not terrible, but uh, Florida Steakhouse chain brags. It is the first in the U.S. to serve a plant-based steak. Charlie's Steakhouse in Orlando is selling the letter F, the letter U, filet mignon, for $69. It's in the mid-range of the chain's meat prices. Freaking unbelievable, which is what the F and the U stand for, plant-based by Chunk. Reads the simple description on the online menu. Chunk Foods is an Israeli food tech startup aiming to make delicious, nutritious, plant-based, whole-cut, that are kind to the environment and accessible to all. It's partially funded by Robert Downey, Jr. A former drug addict? A former drug addict, yes. Good one, Patrick. Uh, Long awaited regulations on pork sale to take offense, or take offense, to take effect this month. So this is months and months. And months ago, we talked about all the changes that were coming to Massachusetts. Um, There have been lawsuits tying that all up. That is mostly over at this point. And they are going forward with that. Uh, It's basically saying that any animals, this only is going, the compromise is that this is only going to apply to animals that were raised in Massachusetts. Uh, But they have to have a certain amount of like square footage to like just themselves. I assume like a personal masseuse, uh, some other really bougie stuff. But... uh, Animals that were slaughtered in other areas of the state can still come through Massachusetts. I wish they didn't do that. I wish they were like, no, it's everything. So that Massachusetts can then realize that, oh, you're not going to get any meat. And the meat that you do have that's all raised in state is going to become
1: insanely expensive. Yeah. So was that, we might have talked something similar on this last week too, I don't remember, um, about California and their We've talked stuff. about it in
0: the past. I don't think it was the last time I was on. Okay.
1: I think it was last week then. But stuff has been happening there. Okay. And like uh, some of the pork producers are now – they've already spent money on like making changes. And so they're like, yeah, we want this to happen. And But there's others that are like, no, nah, we still don't want this. And so there's like this internal squabbling amongst people and there's some lawsuits and we're going to see what happens Um, but it's, it's all, it's all still pending, but it, it, we'll see. It, it sounds promising that they're going to stop California from actually enacting the legislations off of the, 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 uh, against the pork industry and how, 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 how pigs are raised. How upset would you be if you were
0: one of the, uh, if you were a pig farmer in California and as soon as that came out, you're like, okay, this is where it's going. Let's. Tear down the barns, rebuild everything so that they have the right, you know, we, we are up to code. And then years and years and years go by, and eventually we get nothing from it. We get absolutely no changes. You'd be furious. Yeah. Um, I'd be furious at least. I'd be furious. Okay. Uh, last two things. Uh, first... Do you want to end on the shark attack? Do you want to end on the gimmick?
1: Uh, I, don't, I didn't even read to the bottom of things. So of the wish. shark
0: attack? don't. Yeah. No, the gimmick is what we talked about right before. Let's do the gimmick first. Oh, now I don't remember what the Let's gimmick is. Let's do a was. quick draft of best oh. diet
1: sodas. Okay. Who's going first? You can go first. Okay. Uh, diet Mountain Dew. Diet can okay. it? Wait, hold on. We're We're done. No, that's, <laughs> the, be- that's the, it's best not the best one.
2: There's no other diet soda I got to mark it off my big board. Diet no, Canada
0: Dry Ginger Ale, 100% the best. Oh, man, I was going to steal that one. 100% the best. Uh, I'm actually okay with that. That's, yeah.
2: that's a good one. Okay. Di- diet Pepsi. <laughs> what a fumble. Out
0: of <laughs> he all. He his first round pick.
2: you guys It's don't the worst of all, all the
0: drink. diet sodas. No, you guys don't even drink pop. That wouldn't have been in my top 10. Oh, I drank a ton of pop. That wouldn't have been in my top ten. You drink diet, right. weirdo, so, pop. Do I, do I get to go again or yeah, are we we're, snaking? Yeah, nope. Go round and round.
1: Okay. Uh, who? I, I didn't think I'd get to go. I thought Patrick would go too and we'd snake again. So now I don't know. Um, we're going to go with diet orange sun kiss. That's
0: not a bad one. That's not a bad one. I'm going to go with more traditional. I'm going to take diet Coke. You just gave him crap for Diet Pepsi. Diet I'll Coke go, is way better than Diet
2: I'll Pepsi. Go, they uh, both suck. No, but first of all, what's good about this game is like both your opinions are wrong, so I don't even need to care <laughs> about any of it. Um, diet Dr Pepper, That's number not two. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't,
1: yep. Almost our um, thing is
2: pulling from the rest of the diet drinks. What do we even have?
1: Diet Seven
2: Up.
0: Don't like Diet Seven Up. Can't okay. like. It. I've tried it a bunch. I want to like it. I don't like it. Uh, diet. A and W
1: rupia. No, I was debating between Diet Seven Up and that one. Oh. Dang it! Diet Sprite. Sprite is only good for one thing, and it makes me like throw up. What is it? Sprite. Sprite makes you throw up. Yeah, but just throw like up like Sprite one bubbles. One thing, baby, vomit. <laughs> like I drink, I drink Sprite, and I will instantly regurgitate it all as foam. It's, like, it's cut that scene creepy. of
2: Danny DeVito doing that on It's Always Sunny right here, Justin.
1: No, we have to see this. <laughs> I yes. need to see this happen.
0: Okay. Sprite, bro All right. We have to have Sprite for the next time. Like, it will actually come out or just like up into your mouth and then you swallow <laughs> it, that?
1: Well, it depends. it go either way. I, I mean, I it, it's going to come in my mouth. I'm either going to spit it out or swallow it. <laughs> There's only two wow. options. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. All right. So what's your fifth? Uh This one's tough. We're running out of sodas, man.
2: Yeah. Just think of colors. And maybe mine point. might be.
1: I, I'd probably say diet cream soda.
2: Ah. That
0: Is that mine. what you were going to do? That was mine. I was very excited for it, too. I was debate. Would you're, you have taken diet root beer?
2: Over that. You're like you were already yes.
0: thinking of it.
2: Okay. You're going to take root uh-huh. beer and cream soda? Uh-huh. It's sick.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then I'm going to go real controversial, and I'm going to say ghost energy drink. It's diet. Yeah, I don't
2: know about that. Even though
0: I can't have them anymore. And with diet. the steel
2: of the draft, I'm going to draft water. All right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last story of
0: the day uh, to pick back up on our, on our tradition of ending with a shark story. Rockaway beach shark attack. Officials ramp up ocean surveillance after woman bit by sharks multiple so when I read this yes. initially, Rockaway Beach is not a place you would assume there'd be shark attacks like it's just it's very urban like it's it's not a far out on long island it's it's right there by the city almost and this just wasn't like a a lady got bit like a lot of the ones in Florida it's like you know, you can see the shark attack. Like, there's like four lines on the person's skin, and yeah, they might need like a couple of stitches, but it's not bad. This lady lost 20 pounds of flesh. How's she alive? Right? That's crazy. From where?
2: I don't know where it bit her. There's no pictures. It's got to be like thigh or buttock. Like, what's a fle- what's a 20 pound fleshy area that you I can would, stand to not I, have? No, I don't. There, like maybe. Well, I'm saying you it couldn't be stomach. There's a lot of important stuff in there. Maybe it like the be. side of the stomach. Cause it can't oh, be, a, well,
0: you said important. What do you mean by important? Well, Cause I mean, you gonna like, get your hamstring bit off of no, live. Sure, for sure. And there's probably like. I don't know about like that. Cause you're going
1: to get your whatever arteries, artery thing something. going down there. Bit I've often.
0: seen uh, pictures of people being carried off the beach they just with like no sharp. hamstring. It's all gone.
1: I don't and know. They survive. What's what's the what's the war movie? Like Black, a, I, I've seen Black Hawk Down, and the mm, dude he dies because is, because his his, yeah, okay. his, his artery it thing gets his, femoral, was, his femoral artery, cut,
0: artery yeah. and then they can't get in there for like well, and you got a
2: day's to, days to yeah close it down. Swimming, it's more that's definitely submer. I don't. My best guess would be thigh buttock carry.
0: The salt the salt water kept it real clean, so it was Ugh. that probably stung. He probably didn't even feel <laughs> that, that part.
2: Doesn't. He hurt. What's that? he getting infected <laughs> by? This just any gross thing in the water? The shark's mouth itself? I don't know. Is it like it's a lot of metal? Yeah, it's we do need. Though. We do need a doctor on here. We need a wish list 20, of
0: questions. Twenty pounds of flesh. That's when I read that. I was like, oh no, we're talking about this today.
1: Yeah, that's. I
0: mean,
2: I wonder that's what that's my good. arm weighs.
1: Uh, is my arm weighs twenty pounds. Well, what do you oh, weigh, dude? You we uh, can we talk about what you weigh? <laughs>
2: Well, let's start with what he weighs, and then we'll give we'll give weights to his torso, his arms, his I head, his legs. Like, Two hundred and twelve pounds.
1: Okay. What, what's your? Never mind. I'll just leave it. Well, it, what, so you got you're I all got torso, one. dude.
0: What are you, All right. So I'm just gonna put my forearm what? from my forearm to my elbow. And I'm just gonna
2: rest it. Yeah, this is accurate. They would use this for right. <laughs> what is it? 23? Oh wow. Twenty three. No, not even close. Sixteen. Eight. <laughs> Man, with the eight. It's so okay. Let me arm. see
0: if I'm, am so, I, maybe I'm resting too
2: much. I love how you closed your eyes. Like it Actually, hope. I put
0: more weight on it and it's only
2: 9.8. Austin, put some normal, man go ahead, arms put, a, on there. put it on there. Okay. Double that. huh? He's pressing down. <laughs> I'm watching. <over. laughs> I, I am so cr- much
1: stronger just than you. Put it on.
2: Just back in the day, it'd be like 24 inch pythons. Now it's like eight inch biceps. I'm
1: trying to figure out like,
2: Wear the right amount, like what is just your arm, <laughs> not your shoulder. Why is, right? so When you rest your arm? You guys like go to a model face, mm. like your Zoolander. You go, <laughs> here, I'm one with it, and here
1: we go. So, I just pulling numbers out of thin air. I'm saying, feels like I'm putting 30, 30 pounds a leg, so we're at 60, 10 go. pounds an arm, so 70, 80, Nine. 100 pounds for your center, you're at 180, your center, and then you got like. Head. Ten for your head and ten for leftover. Whatever. Well, Jonathan Lipnicki said 200. Had,
2: the human head weighs eight pounds, according to Jonathan Lipnicki in the movie Jerry Maguire. So Where's my head
1: weighs uh, seven, eight, eight, eight and a half. It's eight pounds eight and Be- half, not eight point eight.
2: It's eight pounds. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. This homework's been done for us before by the little vampire. I guess. Perfectly average brain size.
0: <laughs> All right, thanks, guys.
2: We'll see you next time. Thanks for checking out the Meat podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com.
1: Waltons, everything
2: but the meat.